What's going on, my fellow A-plusers? Welcome back to a brand new episode of A-plus Opinions, your home for your nerd pop culture news and reviews. As always, it is I, your host, Adam Perez, and we are, in fact, back with a brand new episode for you guys today. Black Lightning is back, uh, as we're all pretty much, I feel like we're pretty close to actually wrapping up. I don't know if we're wrapping up the entire season or if we're at least going to be wrapping up here at least like a mid-season finale here within the next week or so, but it's about to go down the fight or i should say the war for freeland is certainly about to begin and i did think that this was quite the episode to kind of get us a little bit pumped up for that we had some really fantastic sort of encounters some storyline developments here this week so another excuse me another stellar episode from black lightning if you certainly ask me i definitely had a blast watching this week's episode and we're definitely here to go ahead and break it down for you guys we'll be focusing on a couple of characters a couple of storylines but again just always remember guys these are just my a plus opinions i certainly always want to know yours so if you're certainly joining us in the live chat certainly go ahead and let your thoughts be known about this week's episode uh, or if you're watching us after the live stream feel free to also give your thoughts uh, in the comment section box below guys um also do us a favor look if you love the content that we're continuing to dish out for you guys here at a plus opinions do us a favor subscribe hit that subscribe button and also hit that thumbs up man give us a like uh, so we can go ahead and continue to spread our word here about a plus opinions and continuing to grow our marvel and dc uh society here so thank you very much guys for certainly joining me uh let's see who's over up in the uh live chat real quick here let me uh, kind of scroll through this um daryl certainly has joined us today thank you very much toby coming through as always and tracy lee thank you very much tracy for certainly popping in hopefully we'll certainly have uh, some other uh, uh, stragglers wind up popping in throughout this review um, it is one of those things where um, I, I usually do do these reviews on Tuesdays. I've been just a little bit behind this week, guys. I certainly uh, apologize about this kind of lagging. I think a part of my body is like also ready for that mid-season finale hit that we're about to have. So next week should be rather fun. Um, I know we do have a Black Lightning episode, if I'm not mistaken, next week, episode nine, uh, which will be fascinating because we're also at the same time going to be having uh, the crisis uh, on Infinite Earths crossover event so uh it definitely will be interesting to kind of see how that all plays itself out in next week's episode um i think right now the plan for next week is indy and i um are actually going to be doing uh collaborating to do a crisis on infinite earth crossover reviews for you guys for so for all three days sunday monday and tuesday um indy who does reviews for arrow and the flash i do reviews for black lightning and supergirl we're going to be teaming up doing a crossover of our own um, and bringing you guys a review for each night of the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, and I probably am going to have to be doing double duty one of those particular days um, in order to go ahead and give you guys also the Black Lightning review as well. So uh, it should be a really, really fun week. Uh, and of course, this weekend, we also have our live episode of A Plus More Phenomenal on Saturday at noon. Uh, and then, of course, Sunday, our A Plus Hero Report, where we really round up all the Marvel and DC news and articles that's dropped all throughout the week so starting saturday it should make for a really uh, interesting next like five days uh after that so it should definitely be a lot of fun guys but i definitely want to know what you thought about black lightning again another excellent uh episode i will i will say this and i've said this i think i said this last week or maybe the week before 
I really love just how consistent this damn show certainly is. I mean, whether it be the characters, whether it be their storylines or just the overarching storyline from season to season to season. I mean, you could just you immediately can tell just watching this show that every episode has a purpose that's going to lead you to the very next episode. It's very um, it's very rare, especially for a Black Lightning show, where I can sit back and say, you know, that felt very much just like a filler episode. Because uh, none of these episodes feel like a filler to me whatsoever. They're always trying to push the plot and the storyline forward. Uh, and for that, I'm certainly, certainly thankful for. So uh, maybe some of the other DC television shows can certainly um, uh, take a couple notes from what Black Lightning is definitely do, doing quite successfully season after season after season so far. Um, but let's go ahead and get into it, man. A couple things I, I want to go ahead and point out a um, couple characters let's see who should we start talking about first let's let's just get into Tobias well uh, and Lynn as well because uh, this episode actually opens up with Tobias well um, it looks like he's sitting down they're kind of going through some of his information trying to get more information from him uh, Tobias is certainly not falling for it whatsoever uh, I continue to love just the chemistry uh, and the on-screen presence of both Lynn and Tobias together here uh, and we get to see Tobias actually in the mindset of trying to uh, manipulate Lynn a little bit I I'm definitely under the impression that he knows that she's probably taking some uh, green light of her own uh, and can maybe use that to his advantage, right? She certainly hasn't been thinking very rashly. Um, she's been making some really terrible sort of decisions in a sense as well. So uh, maybe he's trying to use this to his advantage here because uh, he tries to boast about Lynn a little bit, right? Calling her beautiful, saying that, you know, once she kind of figures out this cure and stuff, you know, Ebony and Essence magazine, they're all going to be all over her trying to interview her, the woman that saved the lives of all the green light babies and things like that. Uh, and then he also kind of turns it around a little bit and lets her know, like, hey, all that fortune and fame is certainly going to come your way. Uh, but at the end of the day, right, like you're technically enslaving these kids like you're you know what you're doing. If you think what you're doing is for the better good, make no mistake that the ASA is definitely going to be using what you're doing, certainly to their advantage. Right. The idea of them wanting to weaponize. Um, these green light pod kids. Um, and so as much as Lynn certainly wants to feel as though she's in the right and doing the right thing uh, of helping these kids understand how to use their metahuman abilities, stabilize them and things like that. Uh, for some reason, uh, Lynn is definitely under the, the, the under the delusion that these kids have a choice as to what they want to do with themselves once they do stabilize their metahuman abilities, right? It's almost like Lynn is under the impression of, well, if they want to be weapons, they can. If they don't want to be weapons, they certainly don't have to. And I don't know where Lynn gets that idea from because, honestly, nothing that Agent O'Dell has said to her is convincing. At least it's not convincing to me. So the fact that she truly feels as though the ASA is really using her, um, really using her science and her discoveries for the greater good really just goes to show you just how far down the rabbit hole Lynn really has come, especially when it comes to a lot of Agent Odell sort of corruption in a sense, right? Kind of twisting things around, making her question stuff. And of course, with the green light that she's certainly taking as well. And is one of those things where Tobias Well just continues to take advantage of her. And I, I do love the, I, I love seeing these two on screen. I truly do. They have such great chemistry. Um, 
to the point to where it's almost like Tobias almost convinces Lynn that, hey, I'm your only hope out of this, right? Like, if you don't want to be seen as this person that enslaved these kids and helped transform them into sort of these weapons for the ASA, if you want to bring a stop to this, I do have a, I do have an, uh, something that might help you. Me. Like, if you let me go, then I, I can go ahead and take down the ASA and Agent Odell and all this other stuff to the point to where he's almost trying to even convince her to slice the DNA of other metahumans and put them into him so he can acquire more abilities. And the fact that Lynn is sitting there contemplating this idea was baffling to me. I was just like, really? Like you, The idea that Tobias is like, you know what? Camouflage sounds like a fantastic ability to have. You really want to give Tobias, <laughs> Tobias Whale camouflage on top of the super abilities that he had? You know, by the end of this episode, I honestly thought that she was going to go ahead and do it. And honestly, I really do honestly believe that had not the alarm system come on and Jefferson Pierce did what he did in this episode, I really do feel she probably would have pulled the trigger on it, right? Um, the, the fact that she's at the computer system, she's clearly looking at, uh, clearly looking at, uh, other metahumans and things like that. It would not have surprised me if Lynn actually went to those lengths to go ahead and let Tobias well out and even give him another ability. So I'm hoping she didn't do that. Uh, we didn't see it on screen. So as far as I know, it certainly didn't happen, but sometimes when it comes to black lightning, sometimes the, the editing is off. Sometimes they, maybe a couple surprises here or there. Uh, maybe they, uh, it's sometimes the editing and the pacing in, of, of the show sometimes can be a little bit off to where maybe things take place off screen that we certainly haven't seen. But from just this episode alone, I was kind of under the impression that she didn't go through with it whatsoever. So it's going to be fascinating to kind of see what happens with her, right? I mean, we see um, Peter Gamby trying to get her out of the ASA um, now that her clearance is no more because of Jefferson, uh, Jefferson Pierce. Um, her now trying to leave ASA is a little bit more difficult. But what's the first thing that we notice that Lynn winds up grabbing, right? The, 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 the green light. She can't go anywhere without a green light. And she winds up taking like three packages of it. Not only that, but also some of the green light cure as well into her bag. But thankfully for us, getting into the van of Peter, she winds up dropping the bag. And you can see her immediate reaction to it, right? I have to get my bag. I have to go get my bag. It's just classic signs of people that are certainly on addiction, um, that have an addiction to something. And really to the idea of I'm wondering if she's going to start going through like a relapse uh, of some sort or, you know what I mean? Like or just really craving it and it's certainly not being there. And I'm hoping that's one of the things that kind of start bringing um, more attention to Lynn and certainly her behavior as to why are you acting this way, right? Like, why are you fiending for something in a sense? So uh, that's really what I'm going to be fascinated about. Now that she no longer has the cure in her possession, now that she no longer has green light, what are the effects going to be certainly on the Lynn character? So I was a little bit bummed that Tobias certainly didn't make his way out of the ASA in here. I really would have liked to have seen him escape. Um, but again, because of the fact that we didn't see Lynn give him uh, the extra sort of slice of DNA to give him camouflage powers. Hopefully we're safe for now, but we'll certainly see if Tobias manages to kind of make his way out of there regardless of what the situation is. Um, let's see here. What else? Um, let's talk about Jefferson. Let's talk about Jefferson also, right? Um, because one of the things that we talked about previously in last week's episode was the confrontation between Detective Henderson along with 
um, Jefferson. The fact that a lot of us, for the most part, were saying, guys, you guys can compromise over these things, right? Like, I understand that, you know, both parties are maybe doing things that the other other person probably wouldn't do or go about things a certain way. But I feel like if you guys just sit down and talk and compromise and try and figure things out, there probably is a partnership there still, right? And that's exactly what we wind up getting here this week. The, the cooler heads eventually did prevail for Detective Henderson uh, and uh, Jefferson as well. And it didn't it didn't hurt that Miss Shepard, who lived over at the Franklin Terrace, certainly needed their assistance as well. Right. It's definitely a common uh, a common bond that these two characters can certainly get behind and knowing that they're certainly trying to do their best um, to kind of protect somebody of their own in a, a more proper manner. Um then that's probably easily one of the reasons as to why they wind up really coalescing so ex extremely well here in this particular week's episode and really bonding uh, with one another. So for me, at least, I'm thrilled that we finally have a Detective Henderson and Black Lightning sort of team up now that he's now, now that they're kind of working together. So I thought that was great. One of my favorite scenes in this episode, though, does have it, it certainly is Jefferson Pierce meeting with Mrs. Shepard in her apartment. Um, really, the idea here is like, is it Colonel Williams or General Williams? Whoever's in charge of the ASA at this moment is trying to get into Franklin Terrace in order to use that as their new home base. And while they have evicted, for the most part, all of the majority of residents theirs, the one resident that certainly won't move is Miss Shepard. And I love the fact that while Jefferson is there talking with her and trying to plead with her like it's just an apartment you know like these people will hurt you if you certainly don't stay I love what Miss Shepard does in regards to taking Jefferson by the window and pointing out really historic moments not only for the building but also for herself right the idea that I think the first window she points out like that's the street corner or that's the stoop that we sat on sort of thing so they can let you know um, us colored folk live inside of these particular buildings in a sense so a really fantastic movement that took place for the Franklin Terrace uh, and then I think one of the other spots was underneath a tree in front of Franklin Terrace where Miss Shepard actually got the opportunity to meet uh, Barack Obama for the very first time when he was uh, when he was over in Freeland and if I had to add a third important reason for Mrs. Shepard now that she can certainly add to the list of fantastic things that have happened to her for Franklin Terrace is the opportunity that she's gotten to meet Black Lightning for the very first time in person. Somebody that's certainly there to certainly protect her rights and also protect really her 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 home at the end of the day. So uh, for me at least, that was just a really monumental moment for this episode because I think a lot of us were really wondering when Jefferson was gonna turn, uh, you know, stop turning the other cheek in a sense, right? Like when he was gonna start fighting back and start taking up for Freeland. Uh, and this fantastic speech and just moment with Mrs. Shepard I think really puts things into perspective for Jefferson um, and helps him see things just a little bit clearer, right? Like they really are taking over all of Freeland. This certainly isn't just them trying to protect the city anymore. They're really doing harm and damage to the entire neighborhood along with the people that live there. Uh, and it's time for them to go. It's it's time to go. OK, um, so Black Lightning was like, not today. Uh, and he I love the action scenes in here, him suiting up and stuff and then just busting through the door before the ASA can even get in there. Uh, and then him talking crap to um, uh, Colonel Williams. Also, I will say this, though. I'm hoping we get around two for Black Lightning and Colonel Williams in either next week's episode at some particular point in time. Who knows? It feels very much 
though, as it does feel very much like a lot of these DC television shows right now are sort of wrapping up their first half storylines. So it wouldn't surprise me if next week's episode really is the fight for Freeland and then them kind of wrapping up that storyline. So a part of me would like to see Williams versus Pierce one more time, round two, um, because it was a little bit underwhelming for me, to be quite honest with you. I was hoping for bigger and better things, but I kind of like the execution in a weird way. Like the fact that we've got Williams, who has the ability to mimic other people's powers. So we see both these guys with their like electricity just going back and forth and their lightning, you know, exchanging and things like that and, and jefferson brings up a fantastic point like listen bro you've got all this voltage running through your uh, running through your body at this time at least me at least i've got a suit to certainly protect my body you certainly don't and the line of williams like as he's shooting electricity he's like you've got a good point and he just like passes out like he just completely passes out a uh, really anticlimactic way to certainly end a battle but it certainly did make me chuckle uh, just seeing like Williams just not being able to take care of himself or like being able to stand up to it and just completely passing out. So I'm hoping that Williams does something a little bit different next week so we can get a real battle between these two. Because I was actually really anticipating a confrontation between those two. If we don't, I'll certainly be a little bit disappointed, but it won't. It certainly won't ruin the season for me. Just more like a, a missed opportunity if it certainly doesn't. But we'll see if we get ourselves around two. What we did get ourselves around two of, which I'm thrilled that we did was Anissa versus Painkiller. Uh, as Painkiller is actually sent to Franklin uh, Terrace um, to go ahead and, I guess you can say, I guess I, if you, now that I think about it, if she, if she was at Franklin Terrace, because I think that's where he was at, was Franklin Terrace, am I, if I'm not mistaken. Was he sent there then to technically kill Mrs. Shepard to kind of just get her out of the damn apartment? Like, that seems like that's overkill. But I, regardless of the fact, though, I love that we got a round two between these two characters and the fact that Anissa finally figures out that it's definitely Khalil under those sunglasses, right? The whole Clark, Clark Kent persona, in a sense. Uh, but once those goggles wind up breaking, um, that's when the, the revelation and the identity is definitely revealed. And a fantastic battle sequence that it definitely was. Uh, one of my favorite scenes is when Anissa slams his head into the damn table and she's like trying to break his arm but his arm won't go back so far and you can just see Khalil like forcing his arm back and like rips it out of her hand sort of thing I just think it was just downright epic between these two uh, and I'm glad that we're getting the opportunity to see them kind of go toe-to-toe -to -toe once again uh, but we do see that Khalil winds up escaping so maybe we get around three next week uh, I'm really hoping for a lot of fight sequences next week for sure um, let me see. Any honorable mentions in here? Yes. A couple honorable mentions in here. Um, Jennifer and Brandon. Um, nice to see them kind of working things out. I, you know, the fact that she kind of came back uh, to Brandon's apartment to certainly apologize and things like that. I was... I was really upset with Jennifer last week. I, I truly was, the way that she certainly kind of treated him and stuff. But she definitely came around here in this week's episode. And I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Daryl or maybe it was somebody else that talked about the idea of exactly how Brandon's abilities work, right? Because we're like, well, he's got Earth abilities, and she's got some sort of like, I, I didn't want to say lightning. It felt more, very much more like energy. But the way that they played off of it this week was more like it was like electricity-based or like a, a lightning in a sense. 
So he at least did come up with the fantastic theory of, well, maybe because I'm Earth and you're lightning, maybe when lightning strikes the ground, it usually grounds it. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe and she's like, so you mean I can I can just shoot you with my powers all day and just not hurt you sort of thing? He's like, I, I guess so. I guess so. And she winds up blasting him. Uh, so so yeah, so somebody did bring up that theory that maybe it's because of the fact that he is Earth-based, that maybe it's more of a, a grounding of that energy. And that definitely was the key to um, Brandon's power. So interesting to kind of see that uh, revelation here this week. He did have like a little bit of a, I don't want to say a mental breakdown, um, but literally almost caused like an earthquake uh, at the end of the day, right? I mean, who knows? Maybe he is some form of like geo-force for um, the, uh, an outsider's group here. Um, and the fact that this man is literally causing um, earthquakes because of his anger uh, was honestly a, a, certainly a, a sight to certainly behold this week. Um, but I'll be fascinated to kind of see where that relationship develops, right? Like she clearly doesn't have a problem talking to him about Khalil. She's brought up her ex-boyfriend around him and things like that. So um, I don't know if that's going to be something that winds up being like a um, uh, an actual relationship or maybe because of the fact that her powers don't affect them. Maybe they become partners in crime to a certain extent. Uh, but they seem like they're buddy-buddy, that they're definitely getting along with one another can certainly confide in one another also. Jennifer mentions the idea that she's kind of felt like a freak for, you know, majority of this. Uh, and it's kind of nice for her to have somebody that she can kind of bounce ideas off of, certainly talk with. Um, so I'll be fascinated to kind of see what that relationship and that friendship certainly uh, grows up to be uh, for those two. Um, and then lastly, I do want to talk about Peter Gambian here because, you know, they are trying to get a <clears throat> message out to the rest of the world because right now I think communication is limited to just simply Freeland. Uh, we've had Jamila for the most part who's been trying to spread the word to everybody in the Freeland as to exactly what's going on but the idea for Peter at least this week is that he needs to get that message outside of Freeland. They need assistance. They want people from the outside world to certainly come in and certainly help them and that definitely was a question that was on my mind as to why they weren't, weren't getting any type of other help and what Peter Gamby brings to our attention and even lets Anissa know is that reports outside of Freeland are not even talking about the martial law and the ASA. They're talking about the idea that Freeland is quarantined because there's a terrible case of SARS, like SARS of all things. And they've quarantined off Freeland, which is why nobody's certainly coming in. It's just odd that maybe not even like... Uh, healthcare providers, no Red Cross, Blue Shield, like uh, like nobody's coming out to certainly try and help them whatsoever. So that was a little bit odd to me. But I mean, you want to talk about a, as big of a cover up as you possibly can. The fact that you're telling people SARS is what's going on in Freeland instead of the ASA and martial law. Yeah, that's a, a big disconnect for sure. So that's exactly what Peter's trying to do is broadcast uh, what Jamila is talking about and showing uh, what the ASA is certainly up to to certainly a larger audience. And he winds up going to an abandoned tower here in this week's episode where he winds up meeting another metahuman that uh, from his file that Peter was looking at, when it said, at the, if you look at the file at the bottom, it said like um, Agent uh, Peter Esp Esposito. And I'm assuming that maybe that was Peter back in the day. So I'm, part of me is wondering like, is 
is Gamby the one that actually, like, did he capture this kid or whatever the case might have been? I really don't remem remember this kid, Baron, honestly. I don't know if he's popped up before um, in, the, in the show or if he's one of the pod kids that managed to escape, right? I mean, I, I think for the most part they've talked about that there are some metas that wind up escaping the, the pods that people just can't find anymore whatsoever. So maybe Baron is one of those kids. If, if I missed it, though, if I missed a Baron appearance earlier in this season, um, or even last season or whatever the case may be, definitely let me know in the comment section because I honestly don't remember. Um, but what I did love about the Baron character is that he has the ability to communicate with technology. Uh, I believe Peter calls him a technopath, which I love the sound of that. Um, you know, people always ask, it's one of those things where people always ask you like, Adam, if you can have one ability, what ability would you certainly want to have? And I usually tell people, like either telepathy or telekinesis, right? The I, I, I go along the lines of like a Professor X or like a Jean Grey, the idea of being able to manipulate minds and just kind of move objects however I certainly want to. But technopath is, is one that I definitely didn't think about, like technolepathy or whatever they might want to call it. Um, that almost reminds me kind of of, um, what show was that? Heroes, uh, where I believe uh, one, the little kid, Micah, I believe he had the same abilities also. Like he could literally go up to phones and touch them and then like communicate with them and access them and things like that. So it's not a power that I see very often, but I might have to add that to my repertoire of like, Adam, if you can have one ability, what power would it be? I wouldn't mind being a technopath. Considering the fact that majority of this world is now controlled by technology of some sort of level, right? You know how much, you know how much damage you could probably do or, or how much of an upper hand you can certainly have with that type of ability. I, I, I like it. I like it. But the one thing that Baron did mention, I didn't even think about this, was the fact that because there is so much technology these days, it, it's overwhelming. It's almost like all these computers and smartphones and smart TVs are all just yelling at him. It's extremely loud. It's very noisy, which is one of the reasons why he kind of went to the outskirts of the city to this sort of abandoned um, uh, radio tower. So, I love the addition of Baron. I, I truly did. And the fact that Peter Gamby, for the most part, has kind of taken a little bit of interest in him uh, makes me wonder if we're going to certainly see a little bit more uh, of the Baron character going forward. But uh, overall, guys, I, I was really pleased with this episode. I truly was. The action was great. Storytelling was great. The momentum that they're certainly building towards the finale for this season, I think, is fantastic so far. Uh, but let me know what you guys think um, uh, in the comment section box below, guys. Uh, again, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, there is an episode nine next week. I just don't know if that's all the episodes that we're getting or if we're going to continue to get more episodes, maybe when things come back from the um, mid-season finale. Like maybe we're maybe maybe instead of like 13 episodes this year, maybe we're going to be ending up with like uh, 16 episodes or something like that. You know, um, so we'll see. We'll see how it winds up turning itself out. But definitely let me know what you guys think in the comment section box below. And on that note. Let me go ahead and jump into this live chat, uh, see what some of you guys are certainly saying here real quick. Man, you guys are active today. Very nice. Uh, let's see here. Tracy and Toby, uh, they, let's, they they certainly start us off today. Uh, Toby says, I thought this episode was great, especially when Brandon went Super Saiyan and Jen. Uh, they make a cute couple. Ah, yeah, if only. I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you guys have watched this like YouTube video years ago. I mean, years ago of this kid. Lit and I'm sure there's probably several of them. Just like, just kid alone in his house parents are gone and he's like 
become a Super Saiyan, guys. Watch. And he literally just screams his lungs out. Literally think he's going to turn into a damn Super Saiyan. But yeah, unfortunately, no. <laughs> but yeah, he did go totally um, Super Saiyan there for a minute. His eyes were like all glowing and stuff. Only thing that was missing was his, was his hair turning yellow at that point. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Toby also says, although I did kind of think uh, that the commander passing out scene was a bit corny. He was like, I got a suit to protect me when you got like, really, Jeff, huh? Lame. Hashtag lame. Uh, yeah, that's the one thing that I said was that it was super underwhelming. I mean, you want to talk about building me up for a guy that can mimic Black Lightning's powers facing off against him? He's like, uh, you've got a point. Ugh. Like, really? <laughs> Yeah, I went for me. It wasn't that's like for me. It wasn't corny. I would say hashtag weak like it was just hashtag weak sauce uh, for, for that one. But I totally get what you're saying, Toby and Tracy, for sure. Uh, let's see here. Tracy says, I thought it was a, it was a great episode too. enjoyed all the Tobias scenes. Yeah, I really enjoyed all the Tobias scenes. There's a great shot of him when he's talking in the very beginning where he like angles his head and he's looking up and then there's like an infrared scan on his eye. I almost used that image as uh, as the thumbnail for this week, but I, I decided against it. Um, but yeah, anytime Tobias is in a scene, I'm paying attention the whole entire time. Uh, Toby bouncing off of that says, oh, I love how Tobias is so sneaking, uh, snow, so sneaky with the way he's trying to get Lynn to see what the ASA is doing while he's also uh, trying to escape. Um, and you also say Lynn made me mad this whole season when she saw that green light. Uh, she looked like a straight up dope fiend like rehab Lynn. It's time to be for you to be in the white room. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, literally, that's literally the first thing that she goes for when she's trying to escape the ASA. It's not I need to get the cures first, right? The cures go second. The green light goes first. So, yeah, she's um she's definitely about to be fiending for that green light here any minute. Uh, Edward Sanchez is certainly in the house. Also, what's up, Edward? Thank you very much for popping in. We've got Killmonger, the rebel. Um, I'm fascinated, Killmonger. Are you a is that a, a mix between uh, Marvel and uh, Star Wars there? If so. I like it, my friend. Uh, Sailor's in the house as well. Let's see. Killmonger says, um, Lynn was tweaking, getting into the van with Gamby. <laughs> yes. Stop. Stop. Go back. Like, I, I'm making fun. Look, listen, I shouldn't make fun of, of, of that because, look, addiction is a serious thing. But, look, I, while I certainly understand the seriousness behind it, I don't mind making a little bit of fun because it is a television character. And we do understand that this is not real life. Okay. But so I'm not making fun of the situation. But, yeah, Lynn definitely was tweaking hard uh, when she got into the band we have to go back yeah that's how I, <laughs> that's my that's my lynn impression right now uh T toby says uh i like that anisa finally figured out the painkiller is khalil like yay uh we are so smart um i also yes baron is his name yay i remembered uh nerd mix alpha what's up indy indy's certainly joining in the house today he says what's up everybody uh he also says lynn needs to perish i can't wait for that anti-matter wave it's coming man it's coming uh and it was gonna be for me i think it's gonna be rather devastating to see um jefferson pierce have to watch uh perhaps his whole entire family kind of being taken away from him here so um yeah i you know uh, next week's episode will be one to certainly remember especially going into uh crisis as well Devin says, oh, sweet. I'm just in time for the Black Widow discussion. That's on Sunday. <laughs> Black Widow discussion will be on Sunday. Because um, um, I think me and Andy, will, that's probably going to be one of our topics, uh, talking about the Black Widow teaser trailer review. Um, so, again, um, 
we're going to hold off on that discussion until A Plus Hero Report this upcoming Sunday with me and Indy, uh, 12 p.m. Central Time, guys. Certainly join us noon on Sunday. Uh, Miss Hassan, certainly in the house. Hello. Thank you very much for popping up. Devin says, oh, wait, wrong chat room. My bad, Adam. <laughs> it's okay, Devin. No problem, man. No problem. But I, I certainly hope you come back and join us for A Plus Hero Report, where we do talk about that this upcoming Sunday at noon for you. Um, Toby says, uh, Tobias was so smooth in how he was manipulating. Did I? I thought I read that. Oh, yeah. Uh, to uh, Tobias was so smooth in how he was manipulating Lynn. Um, she is so dumb. She's probably helping him escape. Uh, she probably was going to. Um, I didn't see her help him, but I'm not going to say it didn't happen. Um, but uh, I'm under the I'm under the impression at least that it certainly didn't happen. But I feel like she was thinking about it. She felt like it certainly felt like she was contemplating it. Tracy says Tobias was playing mind games with both Lynn and the ASA's version of Alexa, which I believe is named Katie. Loved all those scenes. That's who he. I was wondering who he was talking to in the beginning, because I was like, I know that the 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 AI is certainly there talking with him but the way he's talking to her is like she like there's an actual person in the room and i'm like i'm thinking tobias i don't if you are talking to the ai i don't know if it's comprehending anything that you're saying but i mean maybe but because we did see all the other characters for the most part in the beginning of this season have to sit down at the same table um answering questions that the asa version of alexa was certainly talking about so it, it didn't even that didn't even cross my mind so thank you very much for bringing that up to me um tracy i appreciate it Killmonger says Tobias is one who does not need camo powers. Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, the fact that he suggested it, I just thought when he suggested that, I said, oh, damn, no, Lynn, don't do this. Don't do this, Lynn. And I I'm glad that she didn't. But the fact that she contemplated it, mm, that's enough for me, man, to really show just how far down the rabbit hole she's definitely become. <clears throat> Uh, Toby says Anissa and Gamby knows truth about why no one wants to be in Freeland because the news said that Freeland was experiencing an outbreak. Uh, Zephyr, what's up, Zephyr? He says this is getting serious. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Oh, Toby, you're you're shipping Brandon and Jennifer already. already. Brennifer. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Not Brannifer. Bran oh, well, uh, yeah, I guess that works better. Yeah, yours Jen Jenna Jenadon. No, I like I like Brennifer better. Uh, so that's a good one. <laughs> Indy, Nerd Mix Alpha. Indy is certainly in Greasy says, I really think Lynn would do it. Yeah, I I I have no I almost have no doubts um that she kind of would have done it. You know, like had had Jefferson Pierce not done what he did to activate that security system. If she had more time, I certainly do think that she certainly would have. Um, Tracy says, I hope Gamby can help um, get Lynn off of green light. Um, th that's a good point, Tracy. Um, it's one of those things that I de definitely didn't think about just because that moment was so brief between them when she's when he's you know picking her up and uh, and she jumps in the van sort of thing. But it is one of those things that I'm hoping that Peter starts maybe picking up on. Just some of the signs of addiction, you know, I mean, I feel like Gamby for the most part is, is pretty knowledgeable about those things. He's already had an encounter with Lynn a couple of episodes previous um, or maybe it was last week's episode when they were in the same room with Khalil sort of thing. And he wouldn't she wouldn't listen to him then. Um, and you can kind of see that there was a little bit of a concern when it comes to Gamby's concern about Lynn also. So. You might be right. Maybe if there's anybody that can realize that something's really wrong with Lynn, let me see if I can try and assist her and help her out. It would definitely be Gamby. So I hope you're onto something there, Tracy, for sure. Uh, 
<laughs> Toby says, um, I was so mad at Lynn when Tobias was talking to her, dumbass. I was actually thinking about it. Like, Lynn, this is Tobias we're talking about. The answer should have been no. Matter of fact, it should be hell no, dude. <laughs> uh, Lynn needs to be smacked. Yeah, Lynn needs a lot of stuff to certainly happen uh, to her for sure. Um, Toby also says Miss Shepard got her guns from Reverend Holt. That's right. She did have a gun this episode, too. These Look, these people in Freeland do not play. Uh, they do not play whatsoever. And you also say because she was packing some heat, sending people to prom to the promised land. Yeah, man. Can I get a spinoff show, Reverend Holt and Miss Shepard? I would love to see. I would love to see a spinoff of that. <laughs> Toby says, no, your, your name's not Mimic, man. Your name is <laughs> Copycat. Yeah, that sounds about accurate. Uh, Killmonger agrees with us, though. Uh, Williams went out like a cornball. Uh, and he says, I also like when Thunder showed up. Yeah, I, I love when she showed up, too. Um, it, it, honestly, it's real. I'm really glad that we got to see her in her costume again. Um, I, you know, it's been a minute since we had ourselves a really good Black Lightning and Thunder sort of team up and things like that. So to kind of see her in her costume again, running around instead of as Blackbird and this time helping assist her father, uh, I thought was brilliant. So I'm really glad to have seen her in this episode also. Um, Daryl says <clears throat> um, they need to put all these characters in this show and put them in the next Black Lightning comic. Um, that would be pretty interesting. Honestly, Daryl, I would be down for that. I don't really read a lot of um, I don't really read a lot of Black Lightning comics. I don't even know if he has a solo one out currently, to be honest with you. I'm actually surprised. Maybe I'm wrong, though. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, usually when it comes to DC, I kind of focused on certain particular characters. But I don't know if Black Lightning has a solo run currently going on right now. Um, but if he doesn't, um, I, I certainly would like that. Um, if they could somehow integrate some of these characters from the show uh, into that actual comic book, um, I would be completely okay with it. Like, I know Black Lightning certainly has a lot of these characters already uh, from the comic books from the past and things like that. His family, clearly. But I wouldn't mind if they took certain uh, aspects of the show, if they ever did reboot like a Black Lightning comic book series, um, to maybe uh, have at least have something from the show inspired uh, into the comic book. I think that would be pretty brilliant, honestly. Tracy says Anissa and Painkiller fight was epic. It certainly was. Uh, and Nerdmix um, says, uh, nah, Painkiller was tracking Black Lightning. I think he has the info of who he really is. Oh, that would be interesting. Because um, I... I you're probably right. I mean, I could definitely see her going there for going him going there for Black Lightning, technically considering the fact that Black Lightning is the risk for the ASA. Right. And that's exactly who they needed to get out. So you're probably spot on with that, Indy. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Tracy says, I'm waiting for the fight between Jennifer and Painkiller. Um, that's going to be the heartbreaking one for me to watch. Like, I am I, I will be fascinated to kind of see where the mindset would be at for Jennifer. And I'm also interested to see if that's something that we would even get this season uh, or if they would hold off on that for um, uh, another season at some point in time. But um, I have a feeling, if anything, that confrontation will probably come uh, this year. But that's definitely a, a, an encounter I'm looking forward to. Uh, 
Uh, Black Star's in the house. What's up, Black Star? Thank you very much for coming through. Uh, he says uh, Khalil is going to kill him um, in reference to Super Saiyan Brandon that we wind up getting in here. I mean, look, maybe there's some jealousy in between there. You know, maybe some of Khalil's old memories certainly come back. We know that they are definitely still in his memory banks that haven't been erased. Why they haven't been erased, I have no idea. Uh, like, if you're trying to create just like a, a bloodthirsty assassin, maybe take away some of his memories he doesn't need um, to bring back that beating heart of his. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, you certainly could be onto something. Maybe we get ourselves a big epic fight and for the love of Jennifer. Earth versus poison. Yeah, let's get one of those. Um, uh, Tracy says, yes, Gamby's name was Esposito. Um, I didn't remember Baron, though. Okay, so at least it's not just me. Uh, at least it's not just me that didn't remember Baron. Because I was trying to remember, like, is there another character that... Because I feel like I would have remembered his ability, right? Like, I feel like I would have remembered them using his ability in a sense. So that's probably why I didn't. But I'm glad I'm not the only one that certainly didn't remember Baron as well. <clears throat> uh, Daryl says he is a superhero called Techo, Technocrate. He is part of the Outsiders. And he did mention that also. He did say that, that that's what people were certainly calling him uh, was TC or something like that. Short for uh, Technocrate. Um, so, yeah, it, the way that Peter is looking at him, though. The way that Peter's looking at him, though, it is definitely one of those things that I can easily see Peter having a, a much bigger interest in this character and maybe Baron sticking around a, a little bit more. Also, I love his power set. I, I truly do. Uh, Toby says, did anyone see Miss Shepard selling weed? Yeah, she <laughs> I love Jennifer's. I love Jefferson's expression, too. He's like, well, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to say anything about that. What she says, she's like a, a teacher needs a second job or something like that, which I don't blame her. I don't blame her, especially when it comes to teachers, for sure. Uh, Nerdmix Alpha comes through um, uh, along with Daryl. Daryl says the episodes end in March, um, but Indy does verify for us. He says episode 10 will air January 21st. So it's taking a break just like all... Um, like All America, which airs uh, the same day. So, yes, we will be getting episode nine then next week. And then after that, we do have our winter hiatus. Um, and then according to Indy here, episode 10 will air January 21st for us guys. So I'm assuming that next week is the midseason finale. Uh, Black Star says, uh, Jeffrey Barron came to Markovia to sell his battle armor, the Technocrate 2000, the latest in personal defense gear. That was back in 1993. Uh, and it says Barron was accompanied by his bodyguard, Charlie Wilde. It's just always fascinating to me just how people take liberties and use some of these comic book characters and kind of um, adapt them a little bit differently for the television show. You know, that's the one thing that I always tell people that are upset, like, why didn't they do this from the comic book into the television show? Or why didn't they do this into that? Adapting comic books is, I don't want to say it's extremely tricky, but a lot of that stuff that's on right on the page, you necessarily can't always just put it straight onto screen sort of thing. It always has to be adapted to kind of fit the story that you certainly want to tell and clearly trying to make it a little bit more grounded also to a certain extent. So, um, uh, but that that's fascinating stuff, Blackstar. Thank you very much for coming through with that information about Baron uh, from the comic book. So thank you. <clears throat> Oh, Tracy says, what do you think about the person that let Lynn escape from the ASA site? Who was he and why did he let her go? That's a good question. Um, I almost wonder if that's one of the same guys that was at the 
the Franklin Terrace. He almost looked familiar to me. Like I, like he, not that he, I don't know how he would have known, but clearly not everybody in the ASA is certainly bad, but it just felt like he looked familiar, familiar to me. So I wasn't sure if he was maybe already at the terrorist um, location because one of the guys was like, are we really going to do this? Right? Like they're just people trying to live in this place. So maybe some of the ASA members that were there were like, screw this man. Uh, I'm out of here and, and goes back. So, cause I don't remember any, um, indication of her meeting this person earlier on in the season uh, it could just be somebody whose eyes are just completely open to what the asa is doing and what they're trying to do now and it's just not not cool with it so yeah i don't i don't think he was specifically pointed out to us at all tracy but i i, I did like him i did like him for sure <laughs> mrs Hassan says i don't really watch marvel so i'm just here to chat well <laughs> Clearly, Miss Hassan, this is definitely DC uh, talk instead of Marvel. But hey, I always appreciate having you around, Miss Hassan, because honestly, I know you are a huge Power Ranger fan because uh, you did bring this up to me on Sunday. Um, but you mentioned here that Tyler Navarro is the Ranger of the Month for um, that's uh, being promoted by Morphin Legacy, which I think is a really cool feature that they do on a monthly basis. Um, and I have a lot of Power Ranger fans um, that mostly just watch Power Rangers. But what I love about my channel is the fact that since I do view other things that is actually opening the eyes of some of these uh, other fans and stuff to kind of get more involved in certain shows that we're reviewing and things like that and really just kind of opening up the, the floodgates to what is Marvel and DC uh, for a lot of our uh, viewers and subscribers and things like that so uh, regardless if you're a fan of Marvel or DC or not Hassan I definitely appreciate you at least uh, stopping by and, and chatting with everybody um, Toby says uh, he was cool he let uh, Lynn go because he had access talking about the ASA agent uh, maybe a painkiller versus Jen versus Brandon anyone uh, like a three-way match that would be uh, incredible I personally would like to see Brandon versus painkiller for the love of Jennifer um, and you also say I don't think Brandon can't die because he's geoforce um, I thought Baron was a green light baby from 30 years ago, I thought. Um, yeah, the way that it sounds like is that Baron was a green light baby from 30 years ago. Um, if if uh, if it's P Agent Peter Esposito that was actually the one hunting him down, because Gamby did have a file on him. I'm assuming that, that was somebody that he was tracking uh, when he was one of the trackers for the ASA. Um, so maybe he feels some sort of level of responsibility. Um, and maybe he'll wind up growing a little bit closer to Baron and certainly helping him out. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see in regards to that for sure. <laughs> um, and you say, um, Toby says, I wonder if the assistant of Lynn told on her because he's gone. Where did he go? Oh, that's right. Mr. Smooth. Where did Mr. Smooth go? Um, yeah, he was homeboy was literally there for like one episode and I was kind of expecting to see him back again. Um, uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was MIA this week, unfortunately. So maybe he won't have as big of a role as we thought, uh, or maybe when things come back around for the season, fin uh, the mid season finale or for the second half of the season, maybe he'll pop his head back up, but he, look, he could easily be a one-off, right? It could just be, maybe it was a tease for us, um, to kind of jump on board. Like I thought like, uh Oh, Lynn, what are you about to get yourself into? Um, but now that everything's happening with the ASA, it would be hard for me to imagine Lynn going back, but who knows? Agent Adele is certainly still alive, so maybe he will have a little bit of say himself. Um, and if he can, he's convincing enough, uh, maybe he can bring Lynn back, and we'll see Homeboy again, Mr. Smooth. Um, but we'll see. But yeah, definitely not in this week's episode. 
Um, but other than that, guys, I think that's certainly going to be it for us today. We're probably going to wrap it up here for Black Lightning. Uh, again, guys, if you want to join us for some Power Ranger talk later on this week, uh, we will be back uh, with A Plus More Phenomenal on Saturday at noon Central Time. Um, and then if you want to join us for our A Plus Hero Report Live, we will, in fact, be back for that on Sunday at 11 o'clock central time so certainly join us there guys um i will take one more because uh black star did go ahead and pop this in he says last week black lightning helped the asa and the man that let lynn go was the same person there you go that's the answer remember they killing markovians in cold blood and they showed him in a close-up that's right okay that's right so he is one of the people that black lightning actually probably um did save from that altercation so thank you very much uh baron for um Bringing that up, uh, Baron. Thank you, Blackstar. I appreciate you. We've been talking. I got I got Baron on the mind right now. I apologize, but thank you very much, Blackstar. Um, see, look, I've slept since that episode, so a lot of stuff leaves my brain. So I, I appreciate having you on board here to certainly go ahead and refresh our memories, man. Um, but other than that, guys, that will certainly do it for us here with our Black Lightning season three episode eight review for you guys today certainly join us next week for our mid-season finale breakdown uh more than likely it'll probably be on tuesday night um again me and indy will in fact be doing crisis on infinite earth's crossover review for you guys um so certainly join us i think sunday is supergirl monday is um batwoman and i think tuesday is the flash um and then black lightning's in the middle of that as well but do not fear Adam will certainly be here because Black Lightning will be back. But uh, other than that, guys, enjoy the rest of your week. Certainly take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And until next time, keep it A+. I'll talk to you later.